0: Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium is made possible by... Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Lord Bloodraw keeps the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive with three weekly shows. The Nerve Rackin' Auditorium, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Theater, the long-running syndicated TV series presenting horror and science fiction feature films, and the Patreon-exclusive series Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone presenting episodes of classic genre TV shows. For more info and to see the premiere episode of Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, go to patreon.com/lordbloodraw. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Blood Draws Nerve Rack and Theater. But here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror Will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old time radio horror. <laughs> Please leave your eyes at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Blood Raw's Nerve Racking Auditorium. Does evil have a physical form? Does it wander the world, infecting people, good people, coercing them into committing horrible acts? Or does evil exist at all? Could evil simply be a value judgment? This act is evil, this act is not. Is evil in the eye of the beholder? In our tale tonight, a young boy discovers the answer, which just as the true nature of the universe is richer, stranger, and more terrifying than one could possibly imagine. Here, from Nightfall, comes the tale... Gerald.
1: Evening. Do you know where your children are? Do you know what they're thinking about when they're thinking about you? Do you know where your parents are? The play by Bill Gray of CBC Calgary is called Gerald. Oh, Gerald?
2: Gerald, he wants to talk to you. Why, too? That man over there. He wants to talk to you. What are you talking about? There's no one there. Not there. There. See? He's waving at you. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not waving at me, you know. He just wants to find. Hey, where are you going? He's coming over here. I don't want to talk to him. You talk to me. He's your friend. Don't like that guy. Oh. Come on, Ricky. I Just just a minute, will you? Ricky, come on back out. Um, hi. I, uh, I've got to get back, you know, for supper. So I'll see you. No, I can't do that. It's too awful. You shouldn't ask me, you know, because it's not... No! Hey, Oh, That don't! No! Ah! Please don't. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just forgot. That's all. I can do it. I'll do it, you. It wasn't really that hard.
1: over to the garage with him and had a look. Well, it looked pretty bad even to me. You know how much I know about cars.
3: <laughs> Dad, Mom, can I be excused? What? I guess so. But you've hardly touched your food, Gerald. I thought you loved fish.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm not hungry. Excuse me.
1: Are you feeling all right, son? You look a bit pale.
2: Oh, I'm all right, Dad. I'm just kind of tired, I guess. I think I'll lie down take a nap.
1: Okay. Some tea, dear?
3: Oh, thanks. That's sure not like him. Usually can't even bribe him into taking a nap.
1: Mm, Well, he's growing. Happens to all kids eventually.
3: I suppose so. But he seems to be acting so... Oh, I don't know. The last few days, he's just seemed so much quieter than usual, that's all.
1: He'll be all right, Sarah. Well, I'd better finish up and get back to that sermon. Nearly finished. If I can just simply figure out exactly how to put it when I tell them about the new A. No, no, no. you drink your tea. I'm getting up anyway. It's probably one of the women from the auxiliary. Winnie tells me they've been having some trouble with the bake sale. Too many butter tarts or something. (laughs) Hello? Oh, hi, Betty. How are you? Lord. Oh, no. Who? Who? How could anyone do a thing like that? Oh, no. Gerald's heart will be broken. He's had that dog all his life. All right. Yes, yes. Thanks for calling, Betty. All right, thanks. Goodbye.
3: Alex, what is it? Something happened to Tom?
1: Sarah. Sarah. Tom's been killed. That was Betty Tompkins. She found Tom in her backyard about an hour ago. He, he'd been killed by someone. She called the vet. Thought maybe he was still alive. and vet said he'd been tortured.
2: It just wasn't hard at all that time. But, but why did you want me to do it? why did you... what? Oh, no, I didn't tell anyone. You told me not to, so I didn't, right? Hey, have you got a name? Really? I don't think I could say that. What is it again? No. No, I couldn't say it. Could I call you something else? (laughs) No, I couldn't call you that. That's too silly. Why don't... Why don't I call you, Tom, after my dog?
3: Gerald? Gerald, might I come in? Sure, come on in. Gerald?
1: Could you turn that down a bit, please?
2: Sure. Is that okay?
1: Ah, fine. I thought you were taking a nap
2: but I just wasn't tired all of a sudden.
1: Gerald? Gerald, I've got some bad news. It's about Tom.
2: Oh, yes? Have you seen him? I let him out this morning, but he didn't come back for supper. Funny, he never misses his food, does he? Not usually.
1: Gerald, Tom... Tom's been killed. How? But he... He was killed... hit by a car.
2: Oh? Just killed him, huh?
1: So I gather. I... I... I, I'm very sorry, Gerald.
2: Oh, that's okay, Dad. Tom was almost 12 years old. That's pretty old for a dog, isn't it? I mean, he'd have died of old age soon anyway, wouldn't he? And, you know, he was getting kind of blind... A couple of days ago, I saw him walk right into the couch in the living room. Didn't even see it. That's probably how the car got him. Guess everybody's got to die sooner or later, eh, Dad? Like it says in the Bible. So I guess even dogs got to die, too. Right, Dad? Dad. <laughs>
4: Alex, over here. Good
1: evening, Larry. Crowded night tonight. I'm surprised I found you.
4: <laughs> Always the same on Friday. Here, sit down. Thank you. Oh, here, I, uh, I ordered a draft.
1: Oh, thanks, but, but only one, Larry. I must be a good example to my flock.
4: <laughs> Alex, I, uh, I gotta talk to you. Problem. Your family's okay. Oh, fine, fine. But it's uh, about the dogs. I, I know your are dead set against anyone trying to do anything, but with the police so busy these days, well, some of the guys were wondering. No, I can't agree to anything. Just a minute, hear me out. Some of the guys have been talking, beer talk mostly, uh, trying to find a guy. What I was wondering was if maybe you and I, a couple of the others, could, uh, I don't know, take a look around before anybody else gets killed awake. I think things like that can get very dangerous. I know. And I'm worried. We well, at least think about it. Yes. Yes, I'll think about it. Hey, thanks, Alex. I know it's only some dogs, but... But it's hard to imagine how anybody could... Could be so disturbed.
1: Now, Larry, I I can't figure out how a man's soul can become so twisted.
4: You're sure it's some guy doing it?
1: There seems to be no question about animals. So, it's a man. If you can call him that.
2: We're here, by the tree. Boy, it's really dark out here tonight, isn't it? I could hardly see if you were here yet. Look, Gerald, you better have something good to show me. If my mom knew I was out this time of night... Boy, she doesn't know, does she? Of course not. I snuck out like you said. Do your parents know you're out? Are you kidding? This late, I climbed out of my tree. Oh, wish I had a tree. I always have the sneak past for the living room. It's not easy, you know. Yeah, going out on the tree is best. Okay, let's go. Just over this way. Hey, what's this all about, anyway? What are you going to show me? It's something I learned how to do. Remember that man who always talked to me after baseball? Yeah. Well, he showed me how to do something. Kind of strange, but it's pretty neat after a while. I didn't like that guy. I gave me the crease. I don't think I want to know about him. It's okay, Rick. You just over here. I'll show you what happens. I don't know. No. What if some wild animal comes out and tries to get us? Oh, that's dumb, Ricky. There aren't any wild animals here. We're too close to town. Yeah, well, it's better be good, whatever it is. It is, I promise. Okay. Okay, now we stop here. Wait a second. We'll wait. Wait for what? I thought we were going to... Sh- Shh. Wait, just a minute. Here he is. Hi, Tom. Carol? Who are you talking to? Here he is. I brought him like he said. Carol?
3: What, uh, what's that? Carol, coming, pulling at me. <laughs>
2: okay, there. I've got it. Here. Hey, that one's really different than the others, Tom.
1: Would come. The boy's mother is in the waiting room. All right. Joe, do you think maybe a wolf or a dog I, could... I I, I I, don't think so, Alex. No. I've treated animal wounds before. Nothing like this. The boy was mangled, torn apart, but almost surgically. Alex, uh, there was nothing we could do. He was, he was gone before... Yeah, I, I'm sure it was a Joe, do you think what happened to Ricky was the same as with the dogs? I don't know for sure yet. But from what I heard, it sounds pretty similar. I guess I was hoping he'd be able to put it down to an animal attack. I hate an to old,
3: think that... I know, but know.
1: But the way he can open it, it was all much too precise and deliberate looking to be an animal. I think Ricky was murdered.
2: But it was so different, Carl. Not like the dogs at all. What? Oh, yeah. It was a lot neater. Better somehow. And more... A bigger or something. I liked it the best so far. Hey, Tom, I was wondering, what do you do with them after I give them to you? Save them? <laughs> That's what my father says he does. But I guess it's different with you, eh? Oh, and Tom, how come Ricky screams like that? Didn't he hear you say it would be all right? How come he screams? Oh, I see. So they have to scream.
1: Gerald? Gerald, are you coming down?
2: Yeah? Oh, Dad, just
3: a minute. Goodness Mm -hmm. have waited till morning, Alex.
1: Sarah, we've got to find out who's responsible.
3: But Gerald won't know. I know he
1: won't, but we've got to quiz all the kids. Find out if they've seen anybody strange.
3: It is going to be hard on him, Alex and Ricky have been best friends for years.
1: It's hard on all of us, Sarah, but if we...
2: Simply... Hi, Mom. <laughs> Dad. Is something wrong, Mom? Are you fine?
1: Gerald, when was the last time you saw Ricky Evans?
2: Ricky? Uh, this this morning. this afternoon. I guess. Right after school. We walked home together.
1: Now, I want you to remember. Think really carefully. Did you see anyone strange. Anyone you didn't know in the neighborhood? No. Are you sure, Gerald? This is very important.
2: I'm sure, Dad. There was nobody I saw except the other kids. What's the matter? What's going on?
1: Something terrible has happened, son. What? Ricky. Your friend, Ricky, has passed away.
2: Oh? When?
1: Earlier tonight. He had... Ricky was hurt very badly, and he died.
2: What happened to hurt him?
1: We don't... No one's sure. Some people think it might be the same...
2: Dad, where do you figure Ricky will go now? Now that he's dead.
1: Well, I'm... I'm sure he'll... He'll go to heaven. Now, I I know this is upsetting for you, but...
2: it's okay, Dad. Hey, Mom. You shouldn't cry, you know. He just died, Dad. He's just gone somewhere else. Everybody has to die. Right, Dad? Just like in the Bible. Right, Dad?
1: Yes, that's right.
2: Can I go to my room now? I've got a test tomorrow. Don't want to be tired for it. Well, are you are you all right? Do you feel all right? Sure, Mom. See you in the morning. Good night. Alex,
3: I'm worried about him.
1: Sarah, he's... he's in shock.
3: It's not just that. What do you mean? Gerald has been acting... not himself lately. He seems less active than he used to be since. spends so much time alone in his room.
1: That's pretty normal for a boy his age.
3: I know that, but there's something different. Look at how Ricky's death hasn't fazed him at all. That's more than shock, and he's so humorless lately. Nothing seems to make him laugh or cry.
1: Well, when this is all over, I'll have a talk with him.
3: When what is all over?
1: Well, Larry and I and a couple of others have decided to... to form a small group, see if we can't find out who's... who killed Ricky.
3: for the police.
1: Perhaps. But they haven't turned up anything, so why?
3: Alex, there is something seriously wrong with your son. That must come first. This, this manhunt is none of your business. It
1: is my business. Every Sunday, I get up on that pulpit and tell people about the basic goodness of man, and then someone, some thing like this happens. I've got to stop it. I've got to know why.
4: Right here, Larry. More or less. Over there in that clearing. Do you see it?
1: I can just make it out.
4: Well, that's where we found him. Looks like he's been dragged a ways and then propped up against that tree.
1: Dear Lord. Well, if there's anything to the business
4: of criminals returning to the scene of the crime... Somehow, though, I doubt it. Alex... Any idea who it might be? I mean, do you think it might be somebody from town? I
1: won't even let myself consider it. But whoever it is is a sick person. I don't know why or how people can... I can't find a way to explain it, Larry. Yeah, well, it sure doesn't make any sense, does it? Why does he let it happen? Why does a god of love take away an innocent and by the hand of someone so twisted?
4: I can't find the logic sometimes, Larry. Larry. I don't understand sometimes. I just hope we find the bastard before he does anything else. Hey, what was that? What? I thought I heard a noise just past that big oak. Can't see, though. Not enough moon. Look, just over there. Hey, 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 there it is again. Yeah, right, right over that way. I'll go take a look. You stay here. If it's anything, I'll I'll try and get him between us. Larry, just be careful. Right, Yeah. Probably just a raccoon or something. <laughs> You better come out of there, okay? Look, I got a gun here. Now, why don't you just come out of there?
2: Hi, Mr. Johnson. Are you going to shoot me? What? Gerald. What the hell are you
4: doing here? Don't you know there's a curfew on? You're not supposed to be out here.
2: We just thought we'd help out. Are you going to shoot us, Mr. Johnson?
4: Don't be ridiculous. Of course not. You just scared me half after... the... What do you mean, us? Hey. Who else is out here with you?
2: My friend, Tom.
4: Yeah? And where's he hiding?
2: Nowhere. He's right here. You just can't see him.
4: <laughs> All right. You you tell your friend to come on out and we'll get you out of here. Your, your father's waiting for me and I don't think he's going to be too happy about finding you here. Tom? Tom, come on out. Let's go, son.
2: You don't understand, Mr. Johnson. You can't see Tom unless he wants you to. And I guess he doesn't want you to right now. But here, come on over and you can shake hands with him. Now, look
4: here, Gerald. I think you'd better stop this nonsense and come on.
2: What the hell? Tom doesn't like waiting very much. Oh, my,
3: my God, my, my head. What, what's happening? To the...
2: Okay, Tom. There, I got it. There. There you are. Wow, that's even nicer than Ricky's. Okay, I'm gonna get back up the tree and sneak back in before Mom notices I'm gone. You coming up or what? Oh, so I guess I'll see you tomorrow when we... Uh Uh-oh. There's Dad. He sure came back fast. I better hide, Tom. He'd see me in the tree. What? Tonight? Okay. Well, I better talk to Dad first. Wait for me, okay? Dad? Dad, is that you? Gerald? Over here, Dad.
1: Gerald, what are you doing out at this time of night? I told you there was a curfew, and I expected you to understand.
2: It's all right, Dad. I'm okay.
1: No, it is not all right. There's some maniac loose in the neighborhood, and I don't want you outside in the middle of... Gerald, what are you doing out here?
2: Nothing. Just fooling around, I guess.
1: Gerald, what's been going on here?
2: Hey, don't get mad. I'll I'll tell you what happened. I
1: guess you'd better.
2: Well... Uh, something horrible has happened. This man. What?
1: Has somebody hurt you?
2: No, it's okay now. But you'd better come and look in the garage.
1: What's in there?
2: You just better come and look, Dad. It'll be easier. All
1: right. All right. There. Now, what's going on?
2: Okay, Tom.
1: What? Who are you talking to?
2: Tom. He's a friend of mine. But you can't see him unless he... Oh, my God. Oh, you can't see him. Great. He said he might let you see him on account of your special. Sort of like me. Merciful. Jesus, what are
1: you? Do I confirm or disturb your faith, Reverend? Dear God in heaven. Oh, not much point in calling to him, Reverend. You see... He doesn't exist Never did, in fact Gerald, what do you know of this creature? Gerald knows me very well A ghost You're a ghost I can see right through you So you can
2: Yeah, Dad Tom's just a guy from one of the places you go after you die
1: Hades The place of hellfire It's all true, then What have you done to my son, Satan? Not easily convinced, are you? But perhaps I am your Satan, Reverend. I do take the souls of your people. I'm not a soul, really. But something you would think of as a soul. He will come in many disguises. Your faith is right about one thing. There is life after death. Many other worlds exist on many different planes. After leaving this life, people go on to another. And then from there to another... And so on. A series of lies. But you... I come from one of these other worlds. A very different world from this one. And you come here and... kill. Well, yes. But with reason. On my world, there are advantages to having certain kinds of... powers. A long time ago, I discovered that a life energy, what you might call a soul, ...could be absorbed in such a way as to add to that power. So every now and then... ...when I am in need of a kind of strength... ...I visit your world. I'm afraid I may have been the cause of some of your religious... ...superstitions. What have you done to my son? Nothing much. A little training. A lending of some power. You see... I'm not able to work completely alone. Satan, possessing my son... That's not really true. But I did need Gerald's help. As you can see, there is so little of me that I can actually bring to your world that I would have problems doing two things at once. So, as I am disposing of someone, Gerald... Catches their soul as they move in the confusion between this life and the next. A confusion intensified by surprise and pain. Gerald? Gerald, get out of here quickly. There is one tragedy with my business here, though. Unfortunately, when I take a soul, its identity is lost. It ceases to exist. So, perhaps, Reverend, there is a hell Nothingness. Complete oblivion. Think of it, Reverend. A complete end. Nothing more to come. No. No, that can't be. You... Now, Gerald.
3: What are you... No! No! Have you
1: got it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Boy, this one's really big.
3: His faith was strong, but he doubted.
1: That's all we needed. Let me have it now.
2: No, I'm keeping it for myself. What? You can't. It's my turn now, Tom. I know how to do it now. All of it. I'll keep them all, like this one. It makes me feel really strong, really strong. Tom, you'd better go away now. You don't belong here. This is my world. I think I could hurt you if I wanted to. a minute. I've got something I want to show you.
1: You have just heard Gerald by Bill Gray. Featured tonight in his first radio role was Danny Hyam as Gerald, with Mary Perry as Sarah and Neil Bainard as Alex. You heard Billy Mae Richards as Ricky, with Eric Peterson as Larry. John Stocker played the doctor, as well as the mysterious Tom. Our recording engineer is Brian Pape, with sound effects by Matt Wilcott. And our production assistant is Peggy Este. Tonight's program was produced and directed by the series executive producer, Bill Howell. And now, here is a final word from your host. Hello again. Next week's Nightfall features a new play on a theme that is becoming uncomfortingly familiar to regular listeners. That of finding missing bodies.
3: I wonder if they use these on Jim. What? These instruments? Oh, you shouldn't play with them, honey. You might cut yourself. There is something wrong here. Honey? I don't know what it is, but I think they blew it. He wasn't special enough, you see. I think they're so worried about Mr. Big. They made a mistake and they they killed him. Oh, that's silly, honey. Dr. Druid is not the kind of person... I want to see my husband. Well, honey, there's nothing I can do. Miss Novak, either I see my husband now before they clean up the evidence or I'm going to stick this scalpel in your innocent little face.
1: Special Services. A new play by Martin Kinch. Directed by Paul Mills next week on nightfall. Until then, careful
0: of the edge. Tom was a being from another plane of existence, gathering life energy to gain strength. But did Tom inspire our ideas of Satan, demons, evil itself just what was Tom (laughs) I'll tell you what Tom was Tom was naive and Gerald young sweet innocent Gerald was a fast learner thank you for joining me in the nerve racking auditorium and I hope you'll come again But now it's time for you to rejoin the uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night.